episode 20 Midwest Baseball Ranks podcast coming at you right now presented by Joey's Red Hots. Baseball season creeping up on us real quick. Everyone's going to be wanting a hot dog. None other than Joey's Red Hots for your hot dog. That's a guaranteed best hot dog around Chicago hot dog style. Uh, go get it. Go get it right away. Go get it with the fries. Uh, pick up a pizza puff. Pick up a, a Euro burger, whatever you're feeling. Get some gelato next door. Try their pizza. I'm telling you, it's, I highly recommend the pizza. Different style. Real good sauce. Good crust. Definitely get the pizza while you're over there. Guys, go check them out. All your catering needs. Uh, anything you need. Food trucks. Uh, events. Anything you guys are doing. Joey's Red Hats, go check them out. Joey'sRedHats.com. Go get them today. Episode 20, Midwest Baseball Ranks. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, leave us a review. It goes a long way. Please, please go ahead and leave a review, guys. Uh, it definitely goes a long way. Hit that like button, iTunes, Spotify. Check it on our website, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. Uh, check out the Instagram, Midwest Midwest Baseball Ranks. Check out the Facebook, Midwest Ranks. Uh, guys, give us a review. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you guys want to hear next, who you want to hear from next. Uh, just keep the feedback coming. The feedback goes a long way, so we appreciate that all. Uh, Episode 20, man, episode 20, what a long way we've come. This is a, a, an unbelievable interview we got coming up here. We have none other than, none other than Trey Sykes, owner of Camwood Bats. You guys all know Camwood Bats. If you don't, this is definitely a, an episode you're going to want to listen to, but Camwood Bats making moves around in the baseball world, and uh, what a fantastic story of how Camwood Bats came about and how Trey got involved with Camwood Bats. Uh, this is an episode that is, is just awesome. I absolutely loved it, so I'm looking forward to it. And uh, you know, This interview is presented by Beastman. You guys have been seeing Beastman all over the social media. Uh, they're Taking taking baseball by a storm here, transforming elite athletic performances into metaverse NFTs, earn, collect, and flex. Each card that I see keeps getting cooler and cooler. They post about them every day. They got a new one. They're highlighting kids and what they're doing and everything. Uh, it's just awesome, absolutely awesome. Every single every single card I've seen, it, I'm not kidding you. It gets better and better. They got football coming, basketball coming eventually, uh, but the baseball right now just super cool. They got players and they're gonna have tourney champs up there. I think they just might have some tourney champ NFTs for us for our uh, tournaments coming up. Just saying, just saying. Uh, so go check them out, guys, right away. Trust me on this, beastmint.com. Go check them out right away. Um, with that being said, let's hop it over to Trey with Cam Wood. <clears throat> All right, everybody, welcome back. Midwest Baseball Ranks podcast right at back at you right here. I got on the line with us Trey Sykes, owner of Camwood Bats. Trey, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about you? Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Doing fantastic. Glad to have you on. I know all our listeners, uh, you know, at least have heard of Camwood Bats. It's a, it's a product that's kind of taken the baseball world by storm, especially over the past year or two. Um, and everyone knows a kid that has it. It's, uh, but, you know, I, I want to get into the background a little bit. So kind of talk about, you know, your relationship with Camwood Bats, how you stumbled into it, um, you know, the beginning of Camwood Bats. Yeah, so it goes back to when I was a junior in high school. And like I said, if a lot of people have heard my story already. You know, I, was, I had a batting average of 180 my junior year in high school. So I wasn't a very good player at all. So that um, I had about two weeks into the first summer ball game. So I knew I had one year left of baseball, and I really wanted to focus my effort towards getting better to see if I could do something with baseball that one last year. So I went and uh, – 
took a bucket of balls, went down to the caves to try to get some extra swings in one day after practice. And this gentleman walked up behind me and I'd never seen this guy a day in my life before. And as I'm sitting in the cage, he's just sitting there watching me hit. And after that round, I stepped out of the cage and he said, Hey, if you come back tomorrow and allow me to work with you, I'll teach you how to hit. So me as a hitter, I mean, I just hit 180 my junior year of high school, had absolutely nothing to lose. So I was like, sure, I'll come back. And uh, sure enough, that next day I went back and he had me training with this weird looking bat, which is the Camwood bat. Something I've never seen before in my life. Had the weird knob right Had no clue what, you know, the benefits of the bat were at the time when I started using it. So um, me and Frank are working together and two weeks later, my first ball game and in that game i hit my very first high school home run so in just two weeks of training with the camwood and working with frank i hit my first home run so i knew at that moment you know this is it this is something that i need to focus and pay attention to and really put my effort towards this right here and working with frank and you know that whole off season worked with him all through fall ball and sure enough my senior year uh, baseball happened and I hit over 300 for the first time in my career and you know I knew I couldn't stop there I didn't have any scholarships or anything um, after my senior year so I ended up having to walk on in college and uh, you know my sophomore season was actually elected a division one all-american so you know I went from a 180 average hitter my junior year in high school to a division one all-american in just three seasons as a walk-on after I started training with these Camwood bats and doing this process wow, it's it's unbelievable. It's 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 a it's a movie tale. It really is. It's like you look back at it now and you're like, dude, I got lucky as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Like I said, the biggest thing is you know even my career was over. Um, my hitting coach is Frank Gregory. He's the one that created Camwood Bats. Um, you know, I went about two years without talking to him, and one day I was doing a job up near his house in North Carolina, so I just decided to stop by and have dinner with him. And like I said, I hadn't talked to him in about two years or so. And at that dinner, he asked me if I wanted the business, if I wanted Camwood Bats. And I was like, well, of course I do. Like, I knew, you know, I knew how much it helped me in my career. So I knew I could use my story of how I became an All-American to help get the word out and spread it. And once I took over the business about two and a half years ago, um, I, you know, I used my story. And that's where you've seen this, this big boom inside the, the baseball and softball space with Camwood Bats. Yeah, that, that I love that story, man. It, it's cool how it happened to you, and and everything works out for a reason. So it's like, hey, you stumbled upon this, and look where you're at now. Um, I, I love it, man. It's a, it's a classic story. Uh, you know, kind of talk about what Camwood is, and like, you know, I, I, like I said, a lot of people own them, but you know, some people have just seen them. So you know, kind of get into little details about Camwood. So Camwood Bats, we're a training baseball company. So we teach baseball and softball players the proper mechanics and how to become a better hitter. You know, what's funny is the reason the bat was made was to teach proper bat path. Because whenever Frank was working with his son, he had a tendency of wanting to cast his hands and bring his hands out away from his body. So he was like, well, if I can just put a weight right above his hands, it'll force him to drive his hands to the ball, right? So, I mean, logically, it makes sense. So that's where the camel bet actually came about was, okay, I'm just going to put a little bit of weight above his hands and force his hands to the ball, creating that proper bat path. But uh, obviously, as you know, you start training with this camel bat, it's a heavy training bat, but with the weight uh, right above the hands, it doesn't feel as heavy as it actually is. So you're swinging a much heavier bat 
than your normal game bat. So you're strengthening up those swing muscles and your bat speed and your power skyrocket. Like I said, with um, whenever I'm working with players, we average 8.4 miles an hour of an increase in ball exit speeds off of a tee in just 30 days of using the Camwood bat. I mean, it's insane results. Wow, it's, it's, that's unbelievable. And I'm glad you got into the small details there because I, and, and I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like people use it a bunch of different ways, right? I, I mean, it, are they, should they be doing it like that or should you guys have your set plan that you want to keep them on here? Well, I will say for sure that they buy the bat for the bat speed and the power increases because they're so drastic. But we want to make sure, obviously, I mean, you can have all the bat speed in the world, but if you have horrible mechanics, you just have a horrible swing with really fast bat speed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we really want to focus on teaching the proper mechanics of staying inside the ball and teaching that bat speed and that power increase. So not only are we hitting 385, 400, but we're also having those power numbers as well to go with it. So we're not a one trick pony, you know, we're a complete hitter. We can hit for average and we can hit for power. So that's exactly what we teach. So, so can you talk about, Yo, you have an program out there. Um, I want you to get secrets, but you're talking about the the proper mechanics of the swing and breaking down the swing. Can you talk to the American program because that to me is 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 really the bread and butter of, of the product and of the swing. Correct. So, you know, with our All-American 30-day program, I mean, it's exactly like it says. I mean, this is the basic foundation, the principles that got me to go from a 180 hitter to a Division One All-American, which is why I named it the All-American program, because it is literally the fundamentals and the basics to get you there. And all we teach inside that program is one key aspect. It's the number one thing when it comes to hitting, and that is how to stay inside the baseball. Not many people understand that. Many times before, but they don't really know what that means. So inside the program, we really break that down and go into depth and show drills of how to teach staying inside the baseball. So that's where we're seeing a lot of the big increases is the kids get into the program where we give them a day-by-day structure where we tell them, hey, do this drill for this many swings, the most results for those 30 days, right? And once they follow that plan and that training program, at the end of those 30 days, they're a completely different hitter and they see crazy results. Yeah, you know, you know, what I love what you just said right there is you got this new age product, but you're still teaching the old school ways of getting inside the baseball. 100%. Um, very few people talk about that. So that kind of like got me going here because I'm an old school baseball guy too, mixed with the new school. So it's like you have to be able to relate to both eras. So I, I love that you said that, and I'm sure our audience will too. Um, it's not just about the new stuff. You got to mix in the old stuff too. Well, that's the thing is, you know, I learned, obviously, I didn't create any of this stuff myself. I'm not some kind of hitting genius that comes up with new stuff. You know, I learned this information from Frank, who learned from Rod Carew and Tony Gwynn. And if you don't know who those gentlemen are, I'm sure you can Google them. Rod (laughs) Carew won seven batting titles during his uh, career, and Tony Gwynn won eight batting titles, which means they led the MLB in batting average those separate seasons so those two combined led the mlb 15 separate seasons and batting average so i think those two guys know a little bit about hitting so frank learned all of his knowledge from those guys and that knowledge was passed down to me and now i'm passing it on uh to the Campbell customers it's just just really quickly here i mean you're talking about tony gwynn 
let's let's really talk, let's really dive into this. And this is a fun fact that's been going on Facebook. Tony Gwynn, and then you can go right back into the interview. But this is so this is so incredible to hear. Tony Gwynn faced Greg Maddox, Pedro Martinez, Tom Glavin, and John Smoltz—a combined three hundred three times. And this man only struck out three times. I don't know why. It's because his bat path, his sweet spot, his bat was in the zone throughout the entire swing because he mastered how to stay inside the baseball. And that's the that's the key about staying inside the ball is your timing does not have to be perfect in order for you to barrel that pitch up. You can be a little bit late. You can be a little bit out front. But because you're inside the ball, your bat's in the zone throughout the entire swing, you're able to barrel that pitch up. Now, that's one of the big problems in today's day, uh, day and age is everyone's trying to pull and hit home runs. Well, whenever you do that, your bat or your sweet spot of your bat's in the zone for a really limited amount of time. So your timing has to be perfect for you to barrel that ball up. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That's yep. why averages are, I mean, the MLB average right now is what, 220, 230? And it's because of that concept. They're zone through an extended period of time. Yeah, that, that makes complete sense. It's it's amazing, you know, you talk about those two guys. I mean, you can't get better when it comes to hitting from that. How you know, how did Frank get involved with these guys? And and you know, it's like I said, this product's unbelievable and um you you know, you were lucky enough to be brought into this. You know, how did how did it start when it comes to that? So, uh whenever Frank was a young kid, he had had the pleasure of uh, going to the uh, Angels spring training camp whenever they had Reggie Jackson, Rod Crew, and all those guys on the team. So as they're hitting in the cage, Frank was able to be right there watching them and listening to them hit, you know, probably as like a 12, 13-year-old kid. So a lot of his early knowledge came from, you know, being around those guys in spring training. So um, years later, Frank, when after he made the Camwood bat, is when Tony Gwynn came in. So uh, the story with Tony is, you know, he was the head coach at San Diego State at the time, and they had a weekend series against Arkansas. And the University of Arkansas was the first college that used the Camwood bat throughout their program. So Tony goes there for the weekend series, and he notices Arkansas is warming up with this weird-looking bat. And Arkansas just absolutely kills their team. I mean, three games in a row, just abs- they're destroying the baseball. So uh, Tony goes on Google and types in Camwood bats and Frank pops up and he actually called Frank, which is funny. Frank tells a story all the time with how he's, his phone was ringing. He's sitting on the couch and he answers it. It's a California number and it's Tony Gwynn on the other side of the phone. <laughs> like, what, what would you do if Tony Gwynn just randomly called you? I'd hang uh, up. I wouldn't believe it's uh, real. Yeah, I, I'd be like, yeah, this is, this he, is he clearly an advertisement. Voice, Click. Yeah. <laughs> he, he said it was a very distinct voice. He knew it immediately that it was him. But, uh, yeah, so Tony's, you know, told him that story and was like, hey, I'd love for you to fly out to San Diego and come work with my players. So Tony flew Frank out there to San Diego. And he spent an entire week with Tony working with his guys there at San Diego State. So uh, and that's where you see the video of Tony Gwynn endorsing the Camwood bat. That was when Frank flew out there and did that video with him. So, uh, you know, Tony was a huge believer in the bat, endorsed it all, allowed us to use those videos. You know, a ton of people think that we paid him a lot. But, um, you know, we never paid anybody for an endorsement. So all, everything that we have, it's just been off of genuine. They love the product. 
wow. That, I mean, that speaks enough about the product right there. If you got people that are doing it for free, that's that's, that's unbelievable. Um, you know, kind of talk about uh, maybe a hidden gem within your product that people don't always know or don't see it in the videos. Um, you know, something that you see that, you know, right now you want to kind of tell the listeners that, hey, this is this is why you should do it. And we don't always advertise it. You know, kind of that hidden secret. You know, the, the biggest benefit of the bat, obviously, is one, you're going to increase your bat speed and your power is going to go through the roof. But number two, and a lot of people don't, like I said, they don't use it, this bat for this reason, but it's really going to help your bat path and your mechanics. Most of the people buy the camo bat because of the bat speed increases that they're hearing about, but the bat really helps with the mechanics and keeping the bat playing with the pitch, keeping the hands inside the ball, which is what we want. So, you know, whenever players are going through the program, um, you know, they're trying to get that 10 miles an hour volume speeds that majority of our players, we've had some players increase 20 miles an hour in 30 days. And the reason for that is because the player doesn't really know it, but we're teaching them the proper mechanics at the same time as increasing their bat speed and power. So, you know, we're teaching through the drills how to stay inside the ball and create that bat speed with that whip through the zone. So, you know, if there's one thing that, um, I wouldn't say it's a secret, but we definitely uh, teach hitters how to, or the proper mechanics of how to stay inside the ball without them really even knowing that we're doing it because they're so focused on the bat speed and the power gains. Um, and, you know, we're just programming them how to stay inside the ball. It's all about launch angle right now. Are you a believer in the yeah, launch angle? <laughs> so there's, uh, I'm not going to knock launch angle. There's a lot of good in it, but there's, some key factors that I don't agree with the launch angle. And obviously, we never want to hit the ball on the ground. Everything that we do, we always want to try to hit the ball in the air, right? But the difference is, is launch angle is trying to, you know, create that lift. We don't want to create it. We want to have a natural lift, right? So whenever we uh, teach our hitting, for power hitting first baseman, I never once thought to hit the ball in the air or try to. All right, my swing and what we teach with the Camwood program naturally puts the ball in the air. And you're, you'll hear a ton of people say that. You know, Ken Griffey Jr. just did a network where he said he never tried to hit the ball in the air. The only reason he had so many home runs is because he got really good extension out front, which is exactly what we're teaching. You know, stay inside the ball, stay down through the ball and get that good extension. You know, the big thing that I see with the launch angle guys is, you know, they get to contact. And because their bat angle is so steep through the zone, they're taking their bat and their barrel up out of the zone way too early. So whenever you do that, your timing has got to be perfect in order for you to barrel that ball up. You know, if you have, you know, a, a huge uppercut through the zone, but you have good timing, yeah, you can the ball. But how many times are you perfectly on time in a baseball game? You know, maybe one out of every 10 at bats. So, you know, what we teach is, what do you do those other nine out of 10 at bats when you're just off time, right? If you can still be successful when you're just early or just a bit late, well, you're going to be a really good hitter, you know, and that's how these guys that stay inside the ball, they've mastered that concept. And that's how, you know, they're able to hit over 300. That's your Miguel Cabrera's, you know, your Albert Pujols's of the world. They stay inside the ball so well that their timing does not have to be perfect in order for them to make a uh, solid contact. You know, I'm glad that you mentioned those two players, the last two players that you did, 
for yeah. Albert Pujols. They're going to go down as two of the greatest hitters to ever do it. And they're not launch angle guys. They're literally just not trying to put the ball in play. It's some of the best hits that Miguel Cabrera has, and I'm a Detroit guy. I live in Michigan. Miguel Cabrera is my tiger. You know, it's some- the only one you guess. I, that's true. <laughs> some of the best, some of the best hits that that he has are those ones that he takes opposite field, and it's just Correct. absolute frozen rope against the wall. Now for Miguel Cabrera, it's only a single. For other players, <laughs> that's a double all day long. And in talking about players and big names and stuff, you guys work with some big name players. You mentioned multiple. But you have, you know, you've worked with Nick Swisher, Tony Gwynn, uh, uh, obviously Mo Bond that I just mentioned, Jason Bartlett. You're in some some MLB teams. You're working with colleges, you know. Like, what in the world? Like, did you imagine when when Frank told you at a couple hours of, hey, do you want to buy the company? Did you ever imagine, like, oh, yeah. With the Dodgers, now I just had them on speed dial. Like, was that? Not a that this business would boom the way it has. I knew it was a good product. Obviously, I used it throughout my entire career, but for it to take on the life that it has, it's been absolutely insane. You know, I'm able to now go travel around and hit and be in cages and talk hitting with a lot of the guys that I watched growing up on TV. So, you know, I was able to go do an entire hour and a half piece with Nick Swisher in the cage. You know, I was able to meet Mo Vaughn, AL MVP. You know, uh, it's actually really funny, right? When COVID hit, you remember like two years ago in March when COVID hit, I had just landed in Arizona. I was gonna go video with Bo Jackson and Jim Tomey with the White Sox there at spring training. And literally the day I landed, COVID hit and I wasn't able to go oh, in. So, now you're talking at yeah, Jim's heart. Said, Jim's a White Sox guy. Yeah. You're talking at Jim's heart <laughs> so, now. <laughs> so I'm a White Sox guy, and then my kid's name is actually Bo Jackson, too. So those are my two really? guys right there. Yeah, Bo Jackson's my youngest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we actually supplied Bo Jackson's facility there in Chicago with a lot of our okay. products. So a lot of a lot of guys there are using it right now. So yeah. and I'm actually um, uh, Wes Helms, he's a coach with the White Sox right now with the infield coordinator. And uh, me and him are business partners. He, uh, we just signed him on to join the Camwood community. So he's, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know this yet. It hasn't launched yet. But uh, Wes Helms is doing an infield program for us. So we're going to be teaching proper infield mechanics. And Wes Helms is going to be the guy that basically takes my role inside the hitting program. So Wes Helms, the infield coordinator for White Sox, are actually going to be teaching you how to field proper ground balls, which I think it's going to be really awesome. Yeah, he's a great defensive player. I remember him a little strong. And you talk Nick Swisher. Nick Swisher, uh, is he is he just awesome? I, I remember sitting in the outfield when he played for the White Sox, and the whole crowd's chanting Swisher House at him the entire game. He's he's an animal. <laughs> dude, I would tell you that dude's energy is through the roof. So <laughs> I had to do like my nature is I'm very quiet. Okay, I'm shy. I don't like to talk and be in front of what uh, you know on camera and all that stuff. So whenever I went and did that hour and a half hitting video with Nick Swisher, his energy is about a 15 on a scale of one to 10. And if I don't match that, then I sound extremely boring and extremely dull. So for an hour and a half, I had to try to match Nick and it was just a battle trying to get to that same energy. But it's really hard because obviously, you know, he's on TV all the time, so he knows how to do it. He's really good at it. 
Yeah, he is. I'm behind him. <laughs> hey, hey, He's what university him. did he all do again? I'm sorry. What? Where did he go to school? One more time, Jim. Who? Who? Nick Swisher. Would you? I I don't know. Where did he go to school? Is he an Ohio State guy? Of course he's an Ohio State guy. I figured. Yeah, I figured. This guy, Trey, this guy, all he does is talk about Ohio State, man. I, I can't take it anymore. Okay, I'm a huge Georgia Bulldog fan, so I'm sure me and him can have a pretty good conversation about football. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do now, it. I'll be on the sidelines yeah. for that one. I'm an Illini fan, so I'll just I'll sit that oh, one yeah. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can set that conversation yeah. out. Yeah, yep. you, can, yep. you can bring us the water. Um, yeah. So, so back – Back to actually Cam Wood here. Now, you were just talking about there for a second that you, you're now going to move into the infield world, but let's go back to some of the products that you currently have on the market right now. My personal favorite is your is your Protee. I think that thing's amazing. Mm-hmm. Talk about some of the other products that you offer um, across the board there. Yeah, like I said, the our Camwood tees are, you know, they're just skyrocketing. Like, it's, we can't even keep them in stock because they're so popular. It's crazy. But, you know, obviously all the other tees out on the market, I mean, you just put a ball on a tee and you swing and you hit the ball, right? It doesn't teach you anything. So we're trying to develop a tee that's actually going to teach you proper mechanics, which is why we created the, the Camwood Insider tee. So just like it sounds, it teaches players how to stay inside the ball. Because like I said before, that's the number one key to hitting. If you can master staying inside the ball, you're going to be a good hitter. So what the insider tee allows you to do is set a rod up behind you to where, you know, it's a nice tall rod that stands up. So if you cast your hands at all in your swing, you're going to hit the rod, right? So the whole concept behind that is stay inside the rod and it's going to keep you inside the ball, which is going to create that proper bat path. So that tee right there, that's what I used when I first started with Frank that taught me how to stay inside the ball because I had a massive problem with coming around it. I was a Deadpool hitter whenever we first started working together. So he got me on that insider tee, and that's what really helped me understand how to stay inside the ball. But like you said, uh, the drill pro tee, it's, you know, you're able to do the same drill, the staying inside the ball drill, but uh, there's so much more versatility to that drill pro tee. You know, you have different areas that you can um, screw the stems into. And one of my favorite things is, you're able to ha- set up an outside pitch and an inside pitch at the exact same time. So, you know, we use this tee a lot for approach. So whenever we're talking approach at the plate, we're thinking about hitting that fastball away to the opposite field gap and we react to anything inside. So with this drill pro tee, I'm able to set up a pitch on the outside part of the plate and a pitch on the inside to where my player is focusing on that outside pitch and once he loads, I can say in or out, and he has to react to what I say, right? So if he's thinking that outside pitch and I say outside, he smashes that pitch to the opposite field gap. But if I t- if he loads, he's thinking that outside pitch. And if I say in, he has to react to it, make sure he gets that proper rotation and stay inside that ball, and he hits it into the left center field gap, right? So that drill pro tee allows you to do a lot of different drills and a, a lot more versatile than the insider tee. So a lot of people prefer that one, but like I said, you can never go wrong with that Camwood Insider Tee. That's personally my favorite. Yeah, and and for those of you don't that don't know, go check out CamwoodBats.com. That's where you're going to see all these products. That's where you're going to see the video of of uh, all the videos that they have and stuff. Um, and you can purchase it straight through the website. 
uh, and everything. So, so definitely go check out camwoodbats.com. You know, you have, like you said, you have a bunch of products, you have hitting nets, you have tees, you have, you have stuff, yep. you have stuff for softball. Now you have softball specific bats as well. Correct. Yeah. So the, um, whenever we're teaching a swing, we're a huge believer in there's no difference between a baseball swing and a softball swing. I mean, you're teaching the same exact thing. So I've seen a lot of our softball players see better results than the baseball players. The reason for that, I'm not too sure. Uh, maybe they listen a little bit better. I have no clue. But um, like I said, the we also do softball bats as well. And are they different than the baseball bats? A little bit, but, you know, it's not a massive difference. So the youth size bat, so anywhere from 31 down to 20, between baseball and softball, the exact same bat. There, there's no difference whatsoever. The only difference is whenever we get into the bigger sizes because the different barrel sizes. The adult baseball obviously has a two and a uh, two and a half inch barrel, where the softball is two and a quarter. So it, a little bit different there, but pretty much the exact same product uh, between the baseball and the softball. Like you said, we're trying to teach the exact same swing between the two. The, the question that I get asked the most uh, from my team on, on parents that are wanting to buy Cam Woods is how do I know which bat to buy? I, I don't know the weights because it's only coming in links. So how do I know if you're if you're selling Cam Wood to a parent right now, how would you tell them to go about purchasing what size bat that the player needs? Yeah, so we always recommend that you swing the same length bat that you swing in a game. So if you swing a 30-inch game bat, you should be training with a 30-inch cam wood. And then you should be training with a 30-inch of any training bat that you possibly use, right? You always want to train with the same length that you swing in game because you want that comfort level of the practice and from the cage taken over and transition into the game. So I'm a huge believer in training with the exact same length. The weight of the cam wood bat does not okay? So if the distribution of the weight, the weight right above the hands, the bat feels like a normal game bat, maybe a little bit heavier, but it's not going to hinder and break down your mechanics at all. My personal Camwood bat was 64 ounces, and I can swing it like a toothpick like it was nothing, but that's because of the weight placement, right? All the weights above the hands, not on the end of the bat like all the other heavy training bats on the market. You never want to swing an end-loaded bat like that because, like you said, it's just like swinging a sledgehammer. All the weight on the end of the bat when you go to swing it it's going to force you to come around that ball and it's going to break down your mechanics so with the weight of the camwood bat right above the hands it's not going to break down your mechanics at all it's actually going to help it because that weight is going to drive your hands to the ball creating that proper bat path is this is this similar to how you would uh ask uh, sell a baseball bat any baseball bat to any of your players are you more of a meta guy that is more of a balanced bat or a Victus knock or a Victus Vandal bat with swings a little bit more like a toothpick, or are you more of a, you know, a CF Zen Zoa, you know, those that are kind of like home run bats? Yeah, for me, uh, I think it just matters of what you're comfortable with. Personally, I'm a six four first baseman. I used end loaded bats in game, and the reason for that is because the end loaded bats feel a little bit heavier. But after I trained with a 64 ounce cam wood, that end loaded game bat was felt like a toothpick, right? So I wanted a little bit more mass at the end of my bat because I knew my role. I mean, I'm a 6'4 first baseman. My role was to hit the ball to the fence or over it. So I like to have a little bit more mass on the end of the bat. Now, um, you know, if I'm a, a speedster, 
that just puts a ball into the gap and I'm able to get a triple easy off of it, well, then I might go towards a more balanced bat that I can control a little bit better. You know, I think it just depends on your comfort level as a hitter and knowing your role. Everybody's a little bit different. And I like that. And that exactly. kind of leads me to this next question here. Um, you have a really unique story about how you were not doing so well hitting uh, and stuff. And one thing that we try to promote on this show is that it's okay to fail. You just got to kind of work yourself through stuff. So can you, can you share that story um, that, that you yeah. have there? Not a problem. Like I said, you know, I hit 180 my junior year in high school. So I had a ton of bad habits and it is really hard to get rid of those bad habits that you've created for so many years. So as I'm working with Frank during that whole off season, getting ready for my senior year, you know, we're in the cage, we're learning, staying inside the ball off the tee, everything's good on the tee in the cage, I'm smoking the ball, but it is a whole different animal trying to take a swing from the tee to end game. Cause once that ball starts moving, right back to what you were comfortable with. And for me, that was pulling the ball and, you know, I was coming around everything. So, um, you know, we get during the season in my senior year and I'd been working with Frank for probably, you know, four, five, six months at this point. And he could tell off, off my first two or three games of the season, wasn't focused on our approach that he was trying to teach me, you know, re, or look for the fastball the way, drive it to the opposite field gap. Instead, I was uh, trying to pull everything because in my eyes, for me to have power and to be successful, I had to pull the ball, right? Because everyone thinks that they can pull the ball further than they can hit it to the opposite field. So I had that idea in my head that I could not hit the ball to the opposite field with power. So I was yanking everything. And Frank sat me down one day before a game and said, if you don't focus on what I'm trying to teach you in the cage, I'm going to stop working with you. So right then I was like, okay, you know, I've got to try to implement this and listen to him because, you know, obviously he was the best hitting coach I ever had up to that point. So I was like, all right, this game, I'm going to focus on it. I'm going to look away, drive the fastball away to the opposite field gap. And my very first at bat that game, I hit a ball off the right center field wall, fastball away up in the zone, launched it off the right center field wall for a double. And at that moment, I knew I had just as much power to right field that I did to left field. And that whenever I opened up my eyes to the entire field, it's when I became a complete hitter. You know, and that's the main thing is kids that are pulling the ball and trying to pull everything, they're limiting themselves to half the field. You know, you can't be a successful hitter just straight pulling everything. You have got to use the entire field. And like you were saying, Miguel Cabrera, that's why he's so good because he can hit one, you know, 400 to right field just as easy as he can hit 400 to left field. You know, he sprays it all over the park. That's why he hit over 300. He was a triple crown winner. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. And, you know, I, I just think your hard work shows to the kids out there and everything that, you know, if you put the time in and you do things the right way and listen to your coaches, whether it's your parents or not your parents, that, you know, you can overcome anything. So I love that. The other thing that I wanted to bring up is I, 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 I love that you said use the same bat size as your normal bat, because I think it's a common misconception that um, you 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 get a bigger bat when you're getting a training aid, whether it's a wood bat or, you know, anything like your product, everyone always thinks, well, I need to get two sizes bigger, or two ounces heavier, whatever it is. And you heard from Trey right here that that's not the case. It should be the same, especially with cam with bats as it evens out with the weight. Correct. And that's the thing, like you said, with our bats, the way they're designed, a 30 inch bat, a 30 inch cam wood is 36 ounces. 
So, you know, immediately you think, oh, that's way too heavy for me to swing. But it's not because of the design of the bat. You know, the normal MLB bat size is 34 inch, 32 ounce. So with the Camwood bat, you're training with a 36 ounce as like, you know, a 10, 11 year old. So what do you think that's going to do? That's going to increase your bat speed. It's going to increase your power because it's strengthening your swing muscles, right? But because of the design of the bat, it feels like your normal game bat. So that's the beauty of it is it doesn't break down your mechanics, but you see those strength gains with it because you, in fact, you are training with a heavy bat. Right. Right. I, I love it. And uh, the next question I got for you here is, you know, baseball tools and baseball aids, everything like that, it's they come and go, you know, throughout the years and a product is hot and then it dies and then it's hot and die. It goes. And you guys have, I think, cemented you in this baseball world. You guys are here and you're not going anywhere. Are you guys looking like, hey, five years ahead? This is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. Because um, I could tell with the amount of products you're coming out with what you are continuing to grow that you guys got a big plan, I imagine. Yeah, so with the with the bat side of the bats, I mean, there it's still growing. We just signed a contract with Dick Sporting Goods, to now we're in four hundred Dick stores throughout the entire country. So that's something brand new that we just launched with them not too long ago. And um, like you said, just the the publicity of the bat is still going. Um, you know, it's going all throughout the major leagues right now. A ton of major league teams reaching out to us, wanting to get the Camwood bat in for spring training this year. So. Like I said, there's still a ton of growth on the bat side. We've only been doing this for two and a half years now since I've taken over, and there's still a lot more room for this to grow. But, you know, we, we've seen so much success with the hitting programs and teaching proper mechanics of hitting. You know, this model and this system that we've created, I want to start branching that out to the other aspects of baseball and softball. You know, I want to start doing infield programs like we mentioned before. I want to bring in a professional outfielder to teach for outfielding mechanics and technique, right? So we're going to start branching out into a bunch of different or all aspects of the game, whether it be baseball or softball. So that's the next big thing on our horizon. And uh, it's coming pretty quick. Like I said, it's moving very fast right now behind the scenes. So I'm really looking forward to getting that out there. That's fantastic. I, I love to see it, and I can't wait to see where you guys are going. In two and a half years, man, it seems like you guys have been around for about 10. It's just like it, it's exploded. So <laughs> I, when you said that, my eyes kind of opened. I'm like, I don't know if that's true, but I guess you would know. So it seems like you guys have been around forever, yeah, which well, is a good thing. Well, Frank, the good, you know, Frank had the business. He started the business like 10 years ago, but um, I took over about two and a half years ago. So that's what I would refer to. Frank had it no, right, right. many years before. But yeah, right. once uh, once I got it, I started marketing it to the masses, and that's when we've seen this big boom. It's like it came out of nowhere. And yeah, no offense to Frank, but I mean, you know, he—I don't think he ever really intended this to be this type of business either, and that's Not why either. he handed it off to you, Frank. Frank, for those of you that don't know, he wants to be secluded. Like he's—he's he's an up in the mountains. <laughs> I got a big beard kind of guy type thing. So when when he passed this off the tray, I think. He envisioned that it could get there, but he's not the one that was going to do yeah. it. So well, that was the thing. He knew it was a really good product and that it helped a lot of business, but he didn't really know how to get it out there. You know, he hired a bunch of marketing agencies and stuff to do it, but you know, those people didn't play baseball. Me, I used the product. I knew how to talk about it and how to get it in other people's hands. So whenever I was able to come in and start marketing it myself and using my story. It's when it really took off. And trust me, I didn't think it was going to get to this either. But, you know, <laughs> here we are. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. 
I love it, man. That's it's awesome. I and shout out to Frank. What a guy, man. You, you know, uh, he's oh, dude, hard he's work pays off. He knows it's hitting. Trust yeah, me, that guy right. knows it's hitting. And for him to be smart enough, you know, to come up with this design to just, <laughs> you know, just leave the knob right above the hands and see what it does. I mean, it's right. genius. The guy can create yeah. anything. That's that's what he does. Yeah, right. Like you said, it's it's crazy that he would think of that. Like, who would think of that? I mean, a, a madman, a mad scientist, right? <laughs> uh, next thing we like to do, we like to have a little fun with all our guests here. So we're going to hop into some fun questions. We're going to throw some random stuff out at you. You give us your quick answers. Uh, some hard, some easy. Um, we'll see where we go from there. You ready to have some fun? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start it off. First one, uh, not too hard. Is a better meltdown? Was it George Brett's pine tar meltdown or Terry Collins' your asses in the jackpot meltdown? <laughs> no, I like the George Brett melt- meltdown for sure. Yeah, it's a classic, right? It, it's a, it's it one of the best. Is. I probably have to choose that because I'm a hitter, so I, I like that one a little bit more. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, if they came out with a, a sunflower seeded sunflower seed flavored gum, would you eat it? Probably not. That sounds horrible. <laughs> the fair answer. The salty piece of gum doesn't doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. Right. Someone will create it though. <laughs> are you uh, are you a socks and sandals guy or a Crocs and sandals guy? Or Crocs and uh, socks. I'm sorry. By myself, but here in Florida, I live by the beach, so I usually don't do the socks. But... All right. Okay. Sounds nice. Sounds nice, right, Andrew? We're getting pounded with snow right I, now. I know. As as I'm looking out my window, yeah, there's know, nine inches of snow out there. Uh, thanks yeah. for that, Trey. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, favorite all-time ballpark, and it can be one that was demolished, too. Any of the parks that you – favorite one? For me, it was Fenway. Like I said, I, I, I got to go up there. I was playing up north. Uh, in the summer ball league up there and got to go get right, right there behind home plate and watch a game there at Fenway. That was awesome. Wow. One more from me here. Um, let's see. So what was your, this is a two part question. What was your walk up song as a hitter? <laughs> Play that funky music white boy. <laughs> <laughs> That could not have been one. a better answer. <laughs> oh, it, was a, it was a good one. Yeah, I like I it. So, so you were the joker on the team then, even though you yeah, were shot. There, there's there's more context to it, but yeah, yeah right. Here <laughs> on this on this podcast. <laughs> so so now that you're not a player, and if you were a coach, if you had to go out there and pull your starting pitcher, what would be your walk up song as a coach to go pull that pitcher? Oh man, that's a good question. That's a hard, a hard one to think about. I've never even thought about that question before. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably just keep it the same. I'd probably still be playing that fucking music because that was my walkout song for like eight, six years. So I'd probably that's your go-to. I keep, keep it going. Yeah, I like it. Keep keep what you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a couple more for you here. Would you rather be the guy that drives the bullpen car, or would you rather? Um, it was gonna be. Would you rather work the scoreboard in Fenway Park in there? But I'm not gonna do that because um, obviously we know that answer. So would you rather yeah, be the bullpen car driver or the guy that rolls out the tarp? 
Oh, the uh, cart driver for sure. Those tarp guys, they put in a ton of work. Yeah, I'm not doing that one. Yeah. Get caught up while they're rolling that one out. I've seen too many people have little disasters with that one. Yeah, slip right under the tarp and get caught and everything. That would be me. <laughs> yep. I want to be the security guard that's got to tackle the unruly fan that runs out on the field. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. But if you get juked, then you're going viral, man. So. <laughs> and I would get juked. So that's yeah, the problem. <laughs> uh, two more for you. Uh, does ketchup belong on a hot dog? 100%. That's no debate, no questions asked. I put ketchup I like on everything, so you asked the wrong person there. Yeah, it's okay. I'm from Chicago, and it's it's banned on hot dogs, but I eat it on my hot dogs. So you're okay by me. Now our <laughs> listeners might be yeah. a different story, but <laughs> uh, last fun one I got here for you. Where would you bet right now on the current, uh, let's go, 12U, the number one 12U team in the country, where would you bet in that lineup? Where would I bet? Yep, you're playing tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I would bet. Number three, probably. I would, I would be the uh, power Confidence and, is key. I mean, everybody, confidence is key. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm still, I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm 28 years old. I can still swing a baseball bat pretty well. So I figured, you know, I'd be cemented right in the middle of the lineup. So I, I like it. Although they would, if they were making the lineup, they'd be like, ah, this guy's too old, man. They're bringing him down. You'd, you'd be betting like eight or nine, I imagine. <laughs> hey, man. I, I know I'm slow moving, but if I hit it over the fence, then it don't matter how fast I run. <laughs> yep. That, that was a story of my career. That's why I was at first base. I could hit, I couldn't run. So <laughs> That's okay. You don't need to run. <laughs> uh, so the next question we ask all our guests kind of wrap it up with, uh, what's one moment for you when it comes to baseball that you'll never forget, whether it's travel, playing, coaching, being involved, doing what you're doing now, that one moment that will always stick with you? Uh, for me, the one moment that I'll always stick is when I found out that I became an All-American because, I mean, a lot of people don't believe me when I say this. I had absolutely no idea whatsoever that that was even an option. Like, I wasn't looking for it at all. And uh, I was playing up north in, uh, in Massachusetts in a summer ball league, and I just got named Player of the Week up there. So my coach calls me, and he's like, you know, congratulations you know, all that stuff. I'm like, oh, I appreciate it, coach. How'd you find out that, you know, I just got player of the week up here already. You know, I just announced at the game that night. And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, I just got player of the week. And he was like, dude, you just got elected an All-American. And I was just, I, I had no clue what to say. I was taken back because I 100% had no clue that that was even a thing or an option for me. So that's definitely one thing that'll always stick because it just literally came out of nowhere. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Well, it's a good thing to come out of nowhere, man, right? I mean, that's that's it's unbelievable. That I mean, to me, that's like, you know, obviously, you know, being an MLB All-Star is slightly above that, but like that's right there. You know what I mean? A college All-American, it's unbelievable. I mean, and, and realistically at any level, whether it's D2, D3, Juco, whatever it is, like you're the best of the best of what you're doing. Um, so I, I love that. That's 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 something you'll be able to tell people forever. For sure. And like I said, it's such a good story, too, because, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, I was not the most athletically gifted person. Like I said, I hit 180 in my junior year in high school. So it's never too late to get started with this. You know, I started late in my career with Camwood. And, you know, if you just put in the work, devote your time to something, you know, you're going to progress. And you're going to get better. So, you know, I'm a testament to that. You know, I, I started with nothing and I worked my way up to an All-American, walked on at college. And now, like you said, I'm able to spread my knowledge of hitting with all the young kids and all the players today. So that's what I love doing now. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about is spreading that game, spreading that knowledge. And uh, that's what we need more of in travel baseball and baseball in general. So we appreciate that. We appreciate you coming on with us. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, me and Andrew have been talking about this. And we, all, we we talk bats all the time. So, you know, Cam Wood's actually yeah. always at the top of our list. So for those of you guys that haven't checked it out yet, make sure you go check it out, camwoodbats.com. Um, we're true believers in what you're doing here on this podcast. And I know a lot of our audiences, too. So I think, I think everyone's going to love this and really, you know, hopefully see some new orders coming through from our area here but uh we're, we're true supporters and we really appreciate your time and hopping on with us here i appreciate y'all having me man i enjoyed it for sure definitely we appreciate you we'll talk soon for sure thank you buddy